Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Not Smackdown Wind Down slash AW Rampage Late Night Rager. I am Keela Cash, and I apologize for not posting a dynamite effect over the last few days. I'm on a mini break until Tuesday, but the one thing I did not want to do was leave you hanging on a Saturday morning with no Smackdown Wind Down or Rampage Late Night Rager because you didn't get one last week due to Crown Jewel, and I didn't want to go ghost two shows in a row and make you worried about what the hell is going on with me. But I'm on a mini break to get rejuvenated and rehydrated for the last stretch of 2022. But I'm very excited about things coming your way that are actually not wrestling related. Because if you look at the title of this podcast network, it's Russell Soap. Topia. It's a love letter to wrestling and soap operas. And the soap opera element is coming your way very soon. A new spinoff show launching in early December. More details coming soon. But I wanted to hop on here to give very brief thoughts on SmackDown and Rampage from last night and give you some match recommendations to check out this weekend at your leisure. First off, the Usos versus the New Day for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship going down live from the Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. And at first, the fans wanted Sami Zayn more than this match. They chanted for Sami Uso and Usi, but Sami was not physically in the building last night due to a personal matter. He'll be back for the World Cup in the next week or so, and that should be a lot of fun as he will face Butch which should be a great match on paper in reality next Friday on SmackDown. But this match for the tag team titles, and most importantly for the record of being the longest reigning tag team champs was at stake. And this was a great match. The longer it went and the fans were so into it. They were popping for near falls left and right. I was living for the crowd reactions. Kofi goes for a trust fall on Jimmy and Jey Uso on the outside. As we go to commercial break, we come back and Jay delivers a tope to Kofi Kingston through the ropes and Jimmy and Jay isolate Kofi away from Xavier Wood and Xavier goes for the hot tag but Jimmy pulls him off the apron and Kofi gets beat down throughout the commercial break we come back and Xavier Woods gets the hot tag and he is cleaning house with a Russian leg sweep on Jimmy goes for a forearm strike on Jay for a very close no fall at one point Kofi lands the SOS on Jay for a very close no fall and Kofi cannot believe that's not the end of this match at one point the Usos throw themselves a super kick party by laying out Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods with double super kicks Jimmy and Jay go up top on the opposite side of the ring and land a double frog splash on Xavier Woods but Woodsy kicks out and the fans are going ballistic for this near fall so as the Usos go for the 1D Kofi pulls Jimmy out of the ring and we got Kofi and Xavier landing midnight hour on the floor to Jimmy hit midnight hour to Jay for a near fall broken up by Jimmy and from there there's a standoff and both teams are going at it the fans are popping forward eventually Jay super kicks Xavier Woods over the barricade He's done for, and Kofi's up top, but he's hit with a 1D that day one-ish in midair by Jimmy and Jay as they will break the record to become the longest reigning WWE Tag Team Champs by Monday's Raw. A great match, and you can see the show of respect that the Usos have for the New Day, their greatest rivals in WWE. Over the last six or seven years, their chemistry is everything. The respect they have for each other warms my heart. There is true love between these two teams, and they open the year at day one. They're going to close it out here via this matchup to wrap up this rivalry for now and it was just 
picture perfect through and through from the Hell in a Cell battle back in 2017 to opening up SummerSlam via the pre-show five years ago and they stole the fucking show for every street fight in between the regular matches. Every match between the New Day and the Usos have hit and I can assure you of this whenever they're inducted into the Hall of Fame they will induct each other because that's how great they are as friends and as tag teams. They're lifers and for that I bow down to them in respect and this was a great way to kick off the show last night. Another recommendation was a backstage confrontation between Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Bray Wyatt not feuding with himself for a change. L.A. Knight told Bray, go play with your puppets. You can put your hand wherever you like and stick them where the sun doesn't shine, basically. And Bray says, you know what? I've done very bad things, but I do wonder whether or not I regret them now. And he proceeds to headbutt L.A. Knight. And this could lead to a match on TV or Survivor Series. We need Bray and the ring, not feuding with Uncle Howdy, aka himself, but with LA Knight, who can talk and work and can bring out something that we have not yet seen on SmackDown. And we know this guy can go on the mic in the ring. Bray, we'll see what he can do in the ring after a one year layoff. But this segment definitely intrigued me as we get more creepy images on the big screen during a backstage interview. The SmackDown World Cup kicked off last night on SmackDown as well as the winner will face Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship at a date to be determined. The participants include Shizuke Nakamura, Cedric Escobar, Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, Jinder Mahal, Butch, and Sami Zayn. I got dibs on Sami winning the whole thing. We'll see about that. But our first round matchups included Shizuke Nakamura versus Cedric Escobar from Legado the Fantasma Santos beats Shin with a middle rope phantom driver, which was awesome for the win after a shitload of distractions, courtesy of Zelina Vega, Joaquin Wilde, and Cruzio Toro. And normally I am standing down the fashion choices of Legato, but Joaquin Wilde had the nerve to wear a Pee Wee Herman suit last night. It twinned on Twitter. I noticed it first. Everybody else did as well. I was confused and I did not like that particular fashion choice. But besides that, Santos advances to the semifinals and that is a very good sign for him to possibly make the finals when it's all said and done. The other quarterfinals match involved Braun Strowman versus Jinder Mahal. Jinder gets a jump on Braun, but Braun powerbombs Jinder to move on to the semifinals as well. And we'll see how far he goes in this tournament because he talks some shit about the flippy flop flyers in WWE this past week. And he has been eating shit ever since. And I'd be very curious to see if a high flyer beats him in the semifinals and or the finals of this cup in the weeks to come. My final SmackDown musty segment involves the bloodline and the tribal chief, the head of the table, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion alongside the soon to be longest reigning WWE Tag Team Champs, the Usos, alongside the enforcer Solo Sokoa and the special counsel himself, the wise man, Paul Heyman, as he calls Indianapolis a hellhole. They boo him and he talks about how no one no team is on the Usos' level, not even the New Day. Their record is gone. They're on their own ocean of irrelevancy while the bloodline stands tall. And Roman says, it's not easy being my cousin, but Jimmy and Jay stepped up. They are record holders now. We all have leveled up. No one can touch us, which leads to the brawling brutes coming out. Sheamus returns. His mic turns heel, and we can't hear half the promo. Roman calls him out on it, but that leads to a brawl between the brutes and the bloodline until Drew McIntyre even the odds. And I smell war. 
more games in a couple of weeks in Boston. Thanksgiving weekend. Looking forward to it. We need one more man for Team Brawling Brutes. Alongside Drew McIntyre, I got dibs on Kevin Owens. We'll see how that goes in the next week or two. But a fun closing segment with a whole bunch of fighting between the bloodline and the brawling brutes alongside Drew McIntyre as SmackDown goes off the air a little before the top of the hour. And that's what you need to see from Friday Night SmackDown last night in Indianapolis, Indiana. As for Rampage, take from the Aganis Arena in Boston, Massachusetts. You must watch Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. Brian Cage is an absolute freak of nature. He caught Dante in midair and suplexed him on the floor with the greatest of ease. Brian Cage is muscled up, but he wrestles like a cruiserweight, and it is truly amazing to watch. Dante had moments as well with a crossbody off the top rope to Brian Cage in the ring and on the outside goes for a frog splash as well for a near fall but Brian Cage simply could not be stopped on this particular evening as he wiped out Dante Martin with a tilt roll slam at one point Martin counters with a spinning DDT lands in Zuguri in the corner but unfortunately for Dante Martin Brian Cage was simply too much in this match as he wipes him out the tilt world slam for a near fall but Dante does counter a famous carry into a spinning DDT he goes for a 450 splash but Cage is going to wipe him out with a discus lariat and a modified gory bomb special known as weapon x for the win very fun match as Brian Cage advances to the next round of the eliminator tournament to crown a new number one contender for the AEW world championship post full gear the winner will get a shot at either MJF or John Moxley's title at winter is coming next month month on dynamite there are supposed to be three eliminator tournament matches on the show lance archer versus ricky starks but that match has been pulled until next week definitely a choice which means somebody's working double duty because we are inching towards the end of the full gear hype next friday from new jersey so it's a busy week for aew but we did get a second match on the card involving roosh versus bandito in a eliminator tournament match this match was great roosh is such an ass and i say that with love because he delivers a dive on the outside to bandino and he beats bandino's ass for a good five minutes by using the cables as a weapon as he always does before a match jumps off and bandito is working from behind but the fans rally behind him as the action heats up after a picture in picture commercial break we come back and bandito lands a hurricanrana step up style followed by a pair of dives on the outside he has a frog splash for a near fall rouge counters a suplex attempt with the knee strike and discus elbow at one point both men exchange German suplexes that pop the crowd. Roosh catches Bandino with the leg lariat with both men being down for the count at one point. Roosh lands a power driver on Bandito for a near fall as well. And at this point, we get a little bit of distraction courtesy of Jose, the assistant, twisting the mask of Bandino so he can't see in the corner as Roosh goes for bullhorns. But the Dark Order's music hits. John Silver comes out there to distract Roosh long enough for Bandino to roll up Roosh for the victory to advance to the next round of the Eliminator Tournament. And I'm very excited for Bandino. So talented and suave and cool in the ring. And Roosh is great as well as his beef with the Dark Order continues. As I get the feeling one day very soon, 10 is going to flip on Silver 
Reynolds and Uno and join Roosh and company when it's all said and done. And with that, this is all you need to know about Rampage from last night. Jungle Boy gets his ass beat by Luchasaurus again, leading to a steel cage match at full gear next Saturday on pay-per-view. Jay Cargill still cannot get her TBS championship back from Nyla Rose. The money is all in Nyla getting hit with a jaded courtesy of the real TBS champion and Orange Cassidy versus Lee Johnson for the All-Atlantic Championship wrapped up Rampage. I like Lee Johnson a lot, but the factory main eventing Rampage was definitely a choice. Interference galore as Orange hits the beach break on Lee to retain the championship and Cold Carter gets triple bombed by the best friends to wrap up Rampage on a high note a fine show next week should be great as we have the return of my guy my dude one of my favorite wrestlers of 2022 Konosuke Tateshka is back it's great to see him again and he's teaming with June Akiyama versus Eddie Kingston and Ortiz the go home show episode of Rampage before Four Gear the next night same place Prudential Center New York New Jersey Holy fucking shit. I'm excited. Then we get a monster match on Dynamite as well for the trios championship involving Death Triangles, Ray Phoenix, the Bassett Pack, and Pintail Zero M versus the reunited and it feels so good. Top flight Darius and Dante Martin back together again. Very happy for Darius back from injury and they're teaming with AR Fox. Holy shit. So we're just getting blessed with tag team and trios matches for Dynamite and Rampage as we are a week away from full gear. The final heart settles upon us and I presume the elites, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are back by full gear. They'll pop up. They've been advertised indirectly for the show and it's going to be quite the pop when they do return. So all in all, I'm getting into the full gear hype for next weekend. I'll be back fully invested, rejuvenated, hydrated, and alive for it all come next week. So on that note, this wraps up the quickie takes on all things Rampage and SmackDown. For your listening pleasure, I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and or Instagram at Wrestletopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on the semi recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox and AEW Rampage going back live next Friday on TNT. You know what to do? Search Wrestletopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, Tune Plus Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back Tuesday morning with episode number 147 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. Until then, enjoy your Saturday, Sunday, and your manic Monday. Stay safe out there, and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.